0: So what's really happening at the border? Let's get real here. We've got policy issues. We've got real-world effects on people who live on both sides of the border in the United States and Mexico. So we've got a report from there in just a second i'm mike ferguson thank you for staying with us on american viewpoints now a few weeks ago i guess it's been almost a month ago we had uh, dave ray from uh, fair uh, on the program and he said i'm going to the border we're going to examine those detention centers we're going to look at the conditions and then he wanted to give us a report from there and he's following through on it dave good to talk to you again Hey, good to chat with you too, Mike. How you doing, my friend? So far, so good. Now, you are in McAllen, Texas, correct?
1: Right. Yeah. So this is McAllen is really the epicenter of the illegal immigrant influx during the summer months. For those who are wondering where it is on the U.S.-Mexico border, it's almost at the very southern tip of Texas in what's called the Rio Grande Valley. And, um, uh, So, you know, Mike, uh, my general consensus having been here a couple days and having spent most of yesterday with the Border Patrol uh, is when you're not seeing this story through the biased lens of the mainstream media, it's truly astounding what's actually going on versus what's being reported. And it's, it's not only astounding, it's almost criminal. And that's why Fair every several months will dispatch us somewhere on the border. We've been to San Diego a number of times, El Paso. Now we're in McAllen, uh, to actually report about the phenomenon going on and let the American public know what's, what really, what the deal really is.
0: Okay, let's start with uh, the conditions there at the border facilities. Uh, some in Congress have likened them to concentration camps, which, you know, just on the surface is uh, to me just absolutely inflammatory and ridiculous. But I have not been there. What have yeah. you seen? Have you been in any of the detention facilities? And, and if so, what have you seen?
1: Uh, absolutely. We toured a, a, a detention facility yesterday. Uh, Nancy Pelosi had been in it. Or, uh, over the weekend. It's an atrocity to the English language that they would use the word Nazi concentration camp to describe these facilities. Let me tell you, these facilities are clean. They're well-staffed. People who are there are there for a very short period of time, but they get three meals a day. Every dinner is catered by a local restaurant, so it's a hot meal. Breakfast is a hot meal cooked there on site that uh, there showers and bathrooms and 24 hour medical facility uh, service. If somebody gets really sick, they're rushed to the hospital paid for by U.S. taxpayers. Um, But just to give you an example, Mike, of the type of sloppy reporting that goes on, I'm sure you've heard the story, you know, AOC was busy passing it around about the woman who said she was being forced to drink out of a toilet. Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the reason why that's such a sloppy example of reporting is that would have been very easy for these reporters to find out what exactly this woman was talking about. So I asked yesterday, you know, what's the deal with the woman who says she was drinking out of the toilet? This was an example where they had space to put in a single user bathroom. And the only way they could do this, a very small space, is they put in the toilet and then they put a sink above the toilet. you would have somewhere to wash your hands after you use the bathroom the woman having never seen a sink above a toilet i honestly don't think i've ever seen one either but i can understand how it would work uh immediately assumed that the sink was attached to the toilet bowl and she was washing her hands with toilet water now anybody who would have gone in there and simply looked at the accusation aoc didn't even bother to go in the facility could have passed that along to the American public. Instead, where we're, the public is left believing that people are drinking out of toilets. That's the kind of sloppy reporting that really skews this issue. But you know, another example, I went in, there were probably 800 people in this facility. Most of them had been there for less than 24 hours. What was really disheartening was there was a giant room that was full of, there was probably about 80 to 90 young men, each with a small child. And then another room that was probably another, you know, 70 to 80 young women with a small child. And the Border Patrol agent on duty told us that every woman and every man in both of those rooms had previously been intercepted coming into the United States and sent back home. So this time they proved that they know how to game the system. They showed up with a kid. When you you show up with a small child, you can't be sent home. The child is your get out of jail free card uh, because of U.S. Uh, uh, because of loopholes in our asylum laws. And these folks would eventually be released uh, or sent elsewhere, in, sent elsewhere, you know, paid for by U.S. taxpayers by bus or by airplane to rejoin family members elsewhere in the United States. So, you know, it, it's pretty disheartening to see a border crisis that spurred on, by loopholes in our asylum laws and lots of people who are glad to abuse the system and not feel the least bit bad about it.
0: Dave, do we have any evidence or do they have any evidence that this is actually their child or is that not required?
1: Well, actually, in in about half the instances, this is not their child. And these ch- children are then being seized, and they're trying to find family members or others in the United States who can take, take take these child because other these children because otherwise, you know, what we're looking at is child trafficking and child smuggling. In the instances though that it is their child, this, I found this very disturbing. One of the border patrol agents told me that he asked one of these fathers, and this was probably like a twenty eight year old guy, asked him, you know. Uh, so, you've got a four year old daughter with you. You're coming into the United States to work. What are you going to do with your four year old daughter when you're at work today? And the guy just kind of, you know, shrugged his shoulders and acted like uh, he didn't know and he didn't really care. So, what is going to happen to these children is a big question. And it's a scary question, but it all goes back to the fact that there are loopholes that allow people to use children. Uh, as a way to get around the system. We've also seen instances here of what they call child recycling. And that is when somebody shows up with a child and then they're released, the child is sent back to Mexico and then they show up. Then somebody else shows up with that same child the next day and then they're released and the child sent back to Mexico and on and on. The child simply recycled as a way to get around the border patrol and into the United States. It's, It's a sad state of affairs.
0: Now, we've just got a couple minutes left here. We're talking with uh, Dave Ray from the uh, Federation for American Immigration Reform. He is in uh, McAllen, Texas, basically at the border, having toured one of the ICE uh, detention facilities. Uh, You mentioned that a lot of these people are... Uh, there for 24 hours or less. I mean, of course, we're hearing reports that they're here for weeks at a time and images of people crammed into a great big um, kind of chain link detention cage type thing. But if they're only there for that short amount of time, where are they going after they're, oh, they, they're out?
1: They're moved to longer term detention okay. facilities, pet cities and so on. Now, remember, if you have a child with you, you can't be held for more than 20 days. Some of these other adults, though, who uh, they're being held for a longer period of time. Some people are being sent back home. Um, The folks who have uh, crimes, you know, committed serious crimes uh, in Central America or here in the United States uh, can be held and sent back to those countries. But this was just a temporary center. But, you know, the centers where Uh, These folks are going, all have showers and they have meals. And the one point to make, and I asked a Border Patrol agent about this, is if you're apprehended coming into the United States illegally and you end up in one of these detention facilities, if you say to one of the border guards, you know what, I've changed my mind, I would just rather go home, they just put you back across the border. I mean, did you ever hear of people doing that in, in Nazi concentration camps, saying, "Yeah, we're ready to go home. See you later." I mean, that's that is what what is so uh, you know unbelievable about the, the reporting of this that they could even make that comparison.
0: All right, uh, Dave Ray from the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Uh, people want to keep up with you once again. What's the website? The contact information? How do they be in touch?
1: Yeah, well, check us out on the web. We're at fairus.org. On Facebook, we're at Federation for American Immigration Reform, or Twitter is hashtag fair immigration.
0: All right, Dave, appreciate the uh, update. You bet. All right, Uh, Mike, good to be with
1: you, buddy, and have us back sometime.
0: Will do. Thank you so much, Dave. All right, so the most important opinion, though, is yours. What do you think? Go to our Facebook page and be sure to leave your opinion there in the comments. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for being a part of American Viewpoints. We'll talk to you again next week.